Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome to part two of this week's Talk Show for Talkers here on irishtalkers.com. I'm glad you could join us again because I have something which I think is very special here. Patricia Fripp. Have you ever heard that name? It's not a name that I knew anything of until I started listening to Craig Valentine's videos. Craig Valentine being the 1999 world champion of public speaking. I believe Patricia Fripp was one of his mentors. Uh, Patricia is a a very well-known public speaker in America. Not so well-known, I think, this side of the Atlantic. Uh, She gave a talk to, I think it was the 2009 Toastmasters International Convention. So we're going to play you this video entitled How to Be a Great Public Speaker. I love speaking about speaking. You have the opportunity to watch various clips from the Toastmaster International Convention opening keynote speech. This is the third International Toastmaster Conference that I spoke at. As you watch me talking about speaking skills, remember this can be delivered as a breakout session, a keynote, training, from one hour to four days. And if you like it, I can coach your executives and team as well. It never ceases to amaze me that intelligent, well-educated and ambitious people frequently overlook developing the number one skill that is guaranteed to position them ahead of the crowd, namely the ability to stand up and speak eloquently with confidence, or at very least stagger to their feet and say anything at all. (laughs) As Toastmasters, we are committed to be competent communicators. But I maintain, however, even the most dedicated Toastmaster can even more effectively prepare and present powerful programs by understanding in depth the three necessary ingredients that go into every presentation, what I call million-dollar words speaking for results. Those three ingredients, the structure, the foundation, the organization of how you put your remarks together, the material, what it is you actually say, your knowledge, your wisdom, and third, of course, the delivery, how you say it. And I maintain if you do not know what you are going to say, organized in a logical way so you and your audience can remember, it's very difficult to work on the pizzazz, how you say it, so much of how we emotionally connect with our audiences. Now, just because I gave you a structure and a formula, please do not think for one moment that every speech is the same. There are so many theatrical choices within this outline. How about four different ways you can open the speech? What I opened with was a statement. It never ceases to amaze me. 
One of the most dramatic statements I ever heard five years ago, I was speaking for Young Presidents Organization. One of the other speakers, Newt Gingrich, walks out. Forget politics, it was a heck of an opening. Five years later, I remember exactly what he said without writing it down. He walked out and said, if you were born today, you would already owe $186,000 to pay your share of the national debt. Wow. But again, I challenge you. An audience that heard you speak five years ago, would they remember your opening? How about opening with a quote? As the great philosopher Raquel Welsh said, <laughs> style is being yourself, but on purpose. And every time you stand up to address an audience, you have to be yourself, but slightly larger than life, in other words, on purpose. Now, will you notice by opening with a quote, what I did not do was say, I would like to start my speech with a quote. <laughs> and I am going to quote a movie star for dramatic comic effect. No, no, no. Just tell them the quote. Just do it. Edit to the nub. You could start with a bold claim. In the next 45 minutes, I'm going to teach you more about speaking than you could learn in a college course. If you start your speech with a bold claim, make sure you can follow through. Don't promise something you can't do. And how about, of course, one of the favorite ways to start a speech is with a story. But the story always has to tie into what are you talking about, you or the situation that you're in. Let's pretend I started this speech with a story. So give me short applause and I'll start again. Here's Patricia Fripp to speak. I hope you like conferences as much as I do. Of course, I spend my life at them. A few years ago, 27 other speakers and myself in San Diego for a meeting. After the meeting, we go out to dinner. And after dinner, we decide we'd like ice cream. So we turn up at Baskin Robbins exactly 9 p.m. when the manager was turning around the closed side. Well, you could tell he was the manager, 16 years old, little white jacket and a cap. <laughs> One of my pals gets out, knocks on doors, excuse me, 28 people for ice cream, 10 minutes work. Kid says, sir, we've closed. My friend looks through the glass door, sees two other kids, thinks, well, Three kids working for minimum wage, you'll make them an offer. He said, $30 for you three and the sale of 28 ice creams. They huddle. <laughs> A focus group to study the problem. <laughs> the kid comes back and said, could you make it $40? <laughs> We settle for 30, but being sales trainers, we really appreciated that he tried to get more. <laughs> because that young man realized two things I don't want you to ever forget. 
One, life is a series of sales situations. And two, the answer is no if you don't ask. And we are here this evening selling you on the concept that even the most dedicated Toastmasters can be even more effective in preparing and presenting powerful programs by understanding the three necessary ingredients in depth that belong in a presentation. So don't just tell a story unless it ties in. So they are four ways that you might start a speech. So despite that uh, rather abrupt ending, that was an excerpt from Patricia's keynote speech to the 2009 Toastmasters International Convention. Now, I don't think there's anything actually new in it. It was just the way that it was put over. It was put over so well. Content, structure and delivery. Okay, she put it the other way around. She says structure, material and delivery. It was the same thing. Content, structure and delivery. That's a mantra that comes up at almost every workshop I give. Content, structure and delivery. You can apply that to any speech, any imparting of information almost that you are ever going to do. Don't you think, Paul? Well, Moira, I not only agree with you, but it never ceases to amaze me that the biggest group of listeners to the talk show for talkers are listening in Ulaanbaatar. This is quite uh, uh, a shock to me. And if you were born today, you, Moira O'Brien, would have to face up to the reality that as a podcaster from Cork, you're producing something which is serving the people of Ulaanbaatar. Now, as you know, your own style, Moira, is your own. And as we all know, you like to be yourself. However, I have a question for you today, Moira O'Brien. Are you being yourself on purpose? Because being yourself on purpose is the reason why you were born, isn't it? That's a very philosophical question, Paul. I can only say that for me to be anyone other than myself would be very difficult because I am not a born actor, though I have trod the stage, the boards of the stage in the past, but I am not an actor, therefore... I can only be the best version of myself that I happen to be able to produce today. Does that answer your question? Well, not quite. <laughs> Just to stop you having wriggle room, let me ask you, <laughs> would you agree that clothes indicate your style, that the type of clothes you wear are an element of your style? Well, Would you agree with that? As that great philosopher... Yes, yes, yes or no. <laughs> Just let me force you into. And you've said yes. Of course, Moira, you're absolutely <laughs> right. In that case, can I ask you on this podcast where nobody can see and it's just between you and me, whether the clothes you're wearing today, did you put them on on purpose for this podcast? No. 
white. Are they your purposeful selection of clothes which are representative of your style? No. Right. So, there you are. I rest my case. I, I'm not sure what your case was. <laughs> but anyway, Ed, I loved her my speaking case. voice. I, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I think, I think you've had your say on my lack of style <laughs> and, uh, and the fact that, yeah, I'm living in the past. I loved uh, Patricia's vocal variety and her pacing, both of which were really good. I heard her modulation. She was she just listening to a short segment. She managed to get quite a big range between the highs and the lows but also her pacing was deliberate and slow and so easy to follow as opposed to her pacing was deliberate and slow and so easy to follow see the difference between those two oh a splendid yes demonstration and it's something that i've actually discovered quite by accident when I was rehearsing yesterday for a speech I was going to give. Was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, and I had timed the speech to six minutes. I was using a prompter to do the speech and it was really, in my mind, rather slow. But I recorded it and I did it in the, whatever it was, six minutes and uh, 20 seconds or so. And then I played it back and watched it. And I was bowled over at how good it was at that pacing. So I learned something very strong from that. And Patricia Fripp demonstrated that with the way she spoke to the nth degree. And she did something else, listeners. She ended off the uh, fragment that we've played of her speech with a piece of advice about how to use a story at the start of your speech. And she said, and I wrote it down, don't tell a story unless it ties in. Yes. Ties, ties in with what? And there's the big question. Ties in with what? With your How message. You with your message. That's it. I ask you, <laughs> listeners, how many times have you heard a speaker give a really interesting story and you're sitting there in the audience, perhaps you're amused, perhaps you're moved, but it's somewhere, a tiny little voice comes to you and says, why am I listening to this story? Why? It's very interesting. It's fabulous. But what's the point of this story? And therein lies the wisdom behind don't tell a story unless it ties in. Yep. Excellent. And on that note, we'll finish this segment and we'll welcome you back tomorrow with... Well, a discussion very much of the moment. Paul is going to be leading us in a conversation about whether Toastmasters International has been forced online and is that good? We'll see you then. Mm -hmm.
The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.